This is a headgum podcast. Hey, new. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. New York City, we're doing a live show on Tuesday, October 5th. That's very soon. Um, we're doing it at Caveat in New York City. Uh, doors are at 6.30, shows at 7 p.m. I don't know why I needed to tell you that. Um, you can get more information at tcgte.com slash live. But guess what? If you're not in New York City or if in, you're in New York City and you don't want to like go to the show, um, you can buy a live stream ticket and watch it live on the Internet. Um, so, hey, dealer's choice. Do what you want. Tuesday, October 5th, caveat in New York City, tcgte.com slash live. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, my back itches. Okay, well, that's better than it hurting. Yeah. Nowadays, uh, we're both old shits. And, I mean, uh, one of us is in his 40s. <laughs> and one is still a young man in his 30s. Spry. You remember when we were in our 20s, how old being in your 30s was? Yeah. I remember when we like started knowing people who were in their 30s. And it's like, oh, gross. Get they them gotta, away yeah, so we, we don't catch it. Cut them out of our lives. Yeah. They're not cool. They don't know about the new... Uh, the newest songs like uh, uh, Size Gundam Style. Or um, I don't know any songs from when I was in my 20s. I, <laughs> I think don't all even the music know if I've I was in my 20s then. Has been uh, in uh, uh, stuff I listened to when I was 16. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear your back is your back is. Oh, itchy. I scratched it. It's, it's oh, okay, okay. Now. Yeah. It's one of those kinds of itches that yeah. you can just take care of with a quick scratch. Exactly. You ever try just out of sheer testing your own willpower? <laughs> you got an itch that you know you could just take care of with one quick scratch, and you're like, you know what? Let me see if I maybe don't have to scratch it. Will um, it go away? Never. Never have I done it where I haven't been in a situation where, like, I couldn't scratch Right. It. And then in those situations, it's absolute torture. That's why I think you have to, you have to no, train you for have it. There's, like, a Bruce Lee-type mind-over-matter thing that I you're training. I think so. Yourself. And I think what I've found is if you concentrate on the sensation, mm-hmm. and it might be different when you know you can't scratch it. Yes. If yeah. you can, if you concentrate on the sensation, it stops being unpleasant. You know what I mean? You and, just recognize it for a sensation. Okay. And you're just like, this is a feeling. You sound like a, a like a guy who's going to start getting into weird stuff. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's not is, pain, I, you see? <laughs> the thing is, I would be a guy that got into all sorts of weird stuff 
Except I have the attention span of a toddler. <laughs> um, so like all the time, I'm like, ooh, I could really get into like See, essential oils. I could really well, be an essential well, oils Tim, guy. Tim, we'll be talking about essential oils later in this episode. Yeah, but um, I just, I get bored with things too easily. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I get uh, very obsessed with things uh, for a short amount of time. And then it's like, eh, boring. On to the next, on to, hey, on to the next This got itch. hard or unpleasant for a second. <laughs> on to the next itch I got a scratch. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's another thing about me, Tom, mm-hmm. is that whenever I read, and we'll get to this, whenever I read about a scam, mm-hmm. whenever I read about like, oh, people want to think that you can cure your back pain with just this You're thing, right. but- Science has proven time and time again that that doesn't work. I yeah. always think, well, I got to try that. That might be the cure-all. <laughs> well, I mean, often the thing with with those kinds of uh, like solutions or like home remedies is like the barrier to entry is way lower. Where it's like, oh, yeah, if you, you know, look up scientific research, like going to a chiropractor, you know, multiple times over a certain course is most likely going to fix you, but that's going to be a real pain in the ass. It's maybe going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, oh, I should just eat orange peels, this blog says, or not yeah. even blog. They don't even have blogs anymore. They got blog. They got weird blogs still, Tom. <laughs> believe me. Uh, th- this just says do this. So you're like, oh, what do I have to lose? Why not try it? Well, what I will do is mm-hmm. I'll go out and like buy a pound of oranges and be like oh it's the orange peel life for me oh uh, yeah and then i'll do it once and then the rest of the oranges will rot in my refrigerator (laughs) and my wife will yell i i yeah i often have that problem with uh like I'll, i'll watch a video or read something and fall down a rabbit hole and then like the next day uh, like a box from Amazon, f- uh, full of pills will come, <laughs> and my girlfriend will be like, "What is it? it? Sounds like this box is all full of pill." I'll be like, "Oh, don't worry about that." And then I'll take that, you know, that like supplement or vitamin once, and be like, "What the hell? This didn't turn me. This didn't fix all my problems. Turn me superhuman. This stuff's junk." Yeah. The other thing I do that too, and the other thing that makes me quit doing stuff like that. It's like, if uh-huh. this doesn't work immediately, I'm going to have to do this for years to see any results. Like, this is how I feel about, like, working out or yeah, something, right? Yeah, I think things take a lot less. Like, if you do something consistently, mm-hmm. I think to see effects of things, like, I either think it's either <laughs> instantaneous or, like, you got to devote a decade. decade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Where really it's like, no, nah, just do something for like three or four weeks and uh, your life will change. Yeah, I've recently done that about uh, like vitamins because, you know, like and, you know, I'm sure we'll get uh, emails about like ah, vitamins are a scam taking vitamins. But I've never like not never, but rarely like consistently taking vitamins. And it's only been in the past few months where I'm like. A freaking three month thing of vitamins costs like seven dollars. <laughs> Let me just take them every day. Why price. not? What 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 could go wrong? Yeah. Well, I ended up in the hospital last night. Too many vitamins. Yeah. They said I was more vitamin than man. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, though. I mean, it's not nothing. How are you doing this week, Tom? Tim, I'm doing good. I have a question for you. All right. Query. How 
often the should one get their car washed? And then I have a follow-up question about it. Tom, I know some people that would say, why, you should get your car washed <laughs> weekly uh-huh. if you have any dignity driving oh, around yeah, in yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to drive your girlfriend around in a dirty car? Yeah, that's what somebody would say to me. Yeah. And, You're going to uh, drive your girlfriend all around town in that dirty car? Yeah, she deserves better. And then your girlfriend will be like, hmm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I've got guys coming up in the street saying, oh, hey there, pretty lady. How would you like to be in a clean car? Yeah, making kissy noises at her. And that, I mean, that's how I got her in the first place, was uh, finding her in the street and making kissy noises at her. She was <laughs> like, oh, all right. Look, they don't, we're not supposed to say it, but it's an effective way hey, to pick there, up. Hey, there's a reason why uh, it's been around so long. <laughs> it works. I personally, I think it's when you park under a tree and your car gets caked with either bird <laughs> shit or uh, pollen to the point where yeah, the windshield wipers, even oh, when you use yeah, the thing, the, like the all liquid. the stuff gets uh, like it turns into a slurry. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just like can't really get it off. Yeah. That's uh, what a double edged sword living in New York City and uh, parking under a tree is because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. You really like that. You come back to your car a few days later and you're like, oh, my car's nice and cool because it was in the shade. Who cares? You can cool a car down in two minutes. You put I'll the tell air you, conditioner I'll tell you them. who cares to me because I just had to buy a new uh, like uh, attachment for my phone because the old one melted off the dashboard. Well, that's too hot. Yeah, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You should look into some sort of solution that will keep your car cool when you're not in it. Maybe I get a generator and put that and, and get. I some should sort get of one of those uh, 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 pieces of cardboard with Garfield wearing sunglasses that I can put in the dashboard. Hey, I mean, if you, if that is a concern, yeah, you should do that. I just remember that was like a big thing when we were kids. Garfield and sunglasses. No, he just was everywhere. Like, T-shirts, no, no, greeting cards. Putting putting like the the big visor thing in your uh, windshield yeah, to keep I your think, car cool. I think our car air conditioning systems became more efficient. That makes sense. That they used to just not be all that good. Yeah. And also I feel this might be just the economic class I'm in, Tom, and I'm Uh sorry I'm not rich, but I feel like that was a big thing with like leather or like vinyl seats. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Where like, I don't know, I got cloth seats. Yeah. I have velvet seats. (laughs) Uh, We never had... yeah, I don't know. Maybe we did have. Yeah, I think we did have leather seats in the car. That makes sense. Yeah, and those and was the, there they were like scalding hot, leather like. Maybe not faux leather, but like there's Alcantara, but that's like, I that? think that's like a more uh, modern thing. That that's actually closer to like a velvet. It's like a mm. soft uh, fabric that they use in cars, but that like wears very well. What's in it ages. called? Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah. I went to high school with Alcantara. Alcantara. You used to work with a guy named Alcantara. Uh, You can look into that. The same thing I said. (laughs) But I said it. You kind of mumbled it. I did. I said Alcantara, so that (laughs) doesn't sound like a name anymore. (laughs) Uh, We we can, you know, we can can clean all that up in ADR after the fact. Um, Yeah, I... Now that you mention it, I think it was that we had leather seats. Yeah. Uh, and they would just get like burning hot because I also remember like 
my parents never using it except when we were at the beach. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Like the beach is hot, but like not any hotter to the car. Like the, the car is just that, as hot that at home. That is something I, I, I was going to bring that up. That I, you, you still see it a lot at the beach. It's yeah. Like, How's the beach parking lot that much different than the grocery <laughs> store parking lot? I guess lot? maybe it's just like, I'm going to already be hot, so I don't want to get into a hot car. But now that I'm thinking about it, I should just be using one of these things all the time. Why not? Yeah. All right. What was your follow? I think when you need to. Okay. My follow-up question is, what's the worst that could happen if you just never, ever washed your car? Nothing. Right? See, here's the thing. Some people mm-hmm. take pride. Like, you ever, you and I, we, mm-hmm. we're we city folk. Right. Well, me and you- We're have, gritty. We've, neither of us have ever had, like, a- a nice car we've had like nice decent cars but not like oh that car is nice i don't want to first of all we shouldn't have nice cars because we have to park it on the street sometimes yeah. like a quarter mile away from our homes sometimes we forget where we park our yeah, cars yeah i almost when i bought this car i was like for a minute thinking like oh should i lease a car and then i was like no they're gonna charge me like ten thousand dollars when i bring this thing back yeah um you know you don't want it to be any kind of a target for thieves or like right just rep scallions that are, you know, ooh, look at this nice car. Let me yeah, kick the piss on it. Yeah. I mean, people piss on my car <laughs> numerous Somebody times. Somebody almost pissed on me the other day. Really? I was coming out outside and there was a guy pissing. Yeah, it's New like, York hey, watch it. Cesspool. What are That's, we doing here? <laughs> I mean, it really was a moment of where I wanted to be like, could you not piss on my home, <laughs> please? I live in this building. Um, so we rarely drive somewhere where yeah. like we can't, like we have to be afforded dignity when we like, <laughs> but like it sucks when you pull up to like, uh, you go back to our hometown yeah, and when there's you a go family back to party. Suburbs, everybody's got, you know, the cars are squeaky clean. Yeah. And then you come with some, 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 uh, filthy car that some guy pissed on, <laughs> uh, like not 45 minutes earlier. It right. smells like piss. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like it needs to be clean for those situations. Right. So, but other than that, if you're just so driving around. It's just around a presentation city, thing. It's not like a. Like the I car the, won't run right if I you don't the paint job. I, you know, I think it's kind of I like, mean, I get that cleaning anything is better than not cleaning it. Right. That eventually thing, if you don't clean something, eventually it's going to go to shit. But what I'm saying is like with a car, I don't know how, uh, you, you know, wh- how long does the average person keep a car? Maybe 10 years, probably maybe, maybe not even that long. Hmm, that's true. It's not gonna yeah, happen these that, days. Yeah, that quickly. Yeah, but I don't think it's a matter of <laughs> should you not do something because it won't cause something catastrophic to happen. Yeah. By that logic, it's like yeah, you could probably go to the doctor once every five to seven years. Odds are, no. But that, but that's you're you're making the opposite point, Tim. Because what I'm saying, because then you're saying like, oh, if you if you wait that long, something bad could have happened, and no, it wasn't what I'm picked saying up is on. the odds are something bad won't happen in this. But I think the just odds regular are regular maintenance. Tom, this goes back to our uh, our conversation earlier. Just do the bare minimum, and things get a lot easier. But what's the bare minimum? Once a week. Once a week. Once a day. It depends. How on... how often do you wash your car? Uh, oh, uh, my wife 
brings it almost once a week. Really? So she it. brings it to a car wash just for to be washed. You're like, oh, is she in a bikini? Uh, <laughs> no, obviously she's not in a bikini. Stay away from my wife. Because she's the one bringing it to the car wash. Presumably the car wash, they're all in bikinis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we live near the bikini car wash. <sighs> Must be nice. Tim, this week we're discussing MLMs, multi-level marketing. Schemes, Tom. Well, they're not always schemes. Schemes in like the, the British way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, scheme just means a thing. They, yeah, a that legal always, thing. I, I've had conversations with British people where I've gotten so confused because they're like, oh, my friend's working on a scheme. And I'm like, all right, keep yeah, your voice on, down. <laughs> you know what? I had a conversation with people in, in London one time mm-hmm. who were talking about fancy dress. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this person went to a wedding in fancy dress. It's like, oh, well, that like, sounds... I think that... And yeah. so I was like, I guess they mean like fancy, like black tie. Like, oh, a, too fancy? Yeah. And so I was like, I think it's nice to go to, yeah, to go like in I fancy dress. you can really overdress for a wedding. And it was like a 20-minute conversation of us just <laughs> The comedy of errors. Yeah. It just wasn't funny enough to sustain for 20 minutes. And then I really felt like an asshole when they were just like, He oh, dressed no. as Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, Frankenstein wears a suit, wears a coat and tie. Why did Frankenstein wear a coat and tie? Um, Now... Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Put the man together from yeah. dead body parts. Did he get like the whole torso and like arms from like one guy? Because maybe. maybe it was just a guy who was buried in a in a. Yeah, in a that suit. makes sense. I mean, yeah, it might have just been like what clothes he had around. I guess back mm. in Frankenstein times, there weren't uh, like t shirts and stuff. Yeah. So it's probably like, well, when in Rome. What would what he would wanted they, Frankenstein uh, to to blend in? What would they dress Frankenstein in now? <sighs> Tim, they'd probably they, you know, like baggy pants are back. Are they? They're back. Damn it! I just bought new pants. Damn it! I just threw out all my old baggy pants. Uh, yeah, they, Frankenstein would probably wear some of that stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but we're talking about MLMs. We're talking about MLMs, multi-level marketing. Tim, do you know what an MLM is? Tom, it's a glorified pyramid scheme. Are you worried that we're going to get sued if we mention certain specific companies? Um, No, let's say. Let's say this whole podcast is fictional. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Well, I mean, I would care if I got sued. Yeah. Um, but so, but do you know what the difference between? So I looked up, uh, like what uh multi level marketing is, what a pyramid scheme is, and what a Ponzi scheme is. Okay. Well, MLMs, mm-hmm. those are. It's just the structure where they recruit people. To sell the product, mm-hmm. but they also encourage those people to recruit other people right. into it, um, down down line from them to yeah. to also sell the product. Right? Yeah. Is that so, what de- de- determines if it's an MLM? Yeah. So a pyramid scheme is uh, I recruit 
you and two other and like one other person. And I'm like, uh, both of you, you have to buy in. Well, actually, no, I, I don't know how they really get started. I know, actually, but it would be like, oh, this, this. You're already in it. You're, I'm already you're in not it. the starting. You're not, you're not the guy who started. I'm, I'm at the level one. And I say, Tim, if you give a hundred, I'm going to get you and one other guy, both of you. AJ. But you and AJ, AJ would never do it. Paul. Both, <laughs> you and Paul, you're both going to give a hundred dollars, but get this. You're eventually going to get eight hundred dollars. Right. And the way you're going to do that is by recruiting two other people and then having them recruit two other people and then them recruit two other people. And now there's eight people there and that hundred dollars all goes to you. And then you say like, great, I did it. Goodbye. You leave. Everybody moves up. That's a pyramid scheme. That's a pyramid scheme. I well, but participated you can also, in a baseball card pyramid scheme. I did as well. As a child. Yeah. Where, where it was like, you get a letter from a friend, usually with a baseball card or two already in it. Yeah, to kind of grease the wheels. Yeah. And then it says, here's an address. You have to send like two packs of baseball cards to this address. And then you have to send this letter to two people. Right. And then eventually you're going to get like 10,000 packs of baseball cards. Sent How to did you. that work out for you? I don't think I even try. I think I was, I cut my losses at like getting a few free baseball cards in you the mail. You didn't participate? I didn't, I didn't recruit or anything like that. No. I, I participated. And what happened was I got a few envelopes. Mm -hmm. Either my mail carrier <laughs> was stealing the baseball cards out of it because I got empty envelopes that were like ripped on the side oh, yeah. or the structural integrity of the envelopes yeah, were such that- They're not really built to yeah. carry a pack the of baseball other cards. Thing uh -huh. that annoyed me about this baseball card pyramid scheme mm -hmm. as a child was that it didn't specify what brand of, of packs you, you know, should if be You're buying. getting Tops or Fleer or-, or you know, I, I, why would upper I go? Out, why would I go out and buy Upper Deck or Stadium Club even? Yeah, and send that to somebody when I might just get freaking tops or worse, Donruss. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about Donruss. Oh boy, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's weird that there were levels of baseball cards. Yeah, companies. they're not anymore. No, because you know, like it's tops it's bought them all, right? Tops, and I yeah. think. Which also makes sense. It's like, how many baseball card companies could there possibly be? <laughs> there were a lot in 1994, yeah. Tom. Um, I think I, I saw a headline that uh, that, that Tops lost the MLB account. Like, oh, really? Starting in a couple of years or something. I don't know. Yeah. Look, Tops is, Tops is real into NFTs now. Yeah. Never find toys. Never find Tops. Um. NFTs. Ne never forget tops. Uh, no, MLMs. Okay, so that was <laughs> not pyramid. NFTs, MLMs. Yeah, that's a pyramid scheme. Now, the difference... Now, before I get to MLMs, let me tell you what a Ponzi scheme is and how it's different from a pyramid scheme. And, uh, you know, Charles Ponzi was the was the, the guy. This was probably not, the, probably not the first person that uh, came up with this brilliant idea, but the one that popularized it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then most recently, uh, Bernie Madoff. Hey, uh, Bernie Madoff with a lot of money, right? <laughs> Tim, you should, got you should write newspaper headlines. 
I didn't see any that said that. And that's a great uh, idea for a headline. It's a little too good. And also it. <laughs> Save it for a book about Bernie Madoff. <laughs> uh, also, I think it paints him in a, in a favorable light. That he, yeah. And he didn't make off with it. He no, got caught. He got caught and, and they had died to in die jail. in jail, which is, uh, for anybody keeping score, the worst way to die is in jail. I, uh, I knew, I was in the same room as a friend of Bernie Madoff's. <laughs> All right. Right around the time that was happening. Right around the time he died or the- No, right around the time oh, he, when, he got like, caught and oh, the whole okay. house of cards yeah. came down. And this guy- was just trying to convince everybody that we should feel bad for Bernie Madoff. Like, yeah, he's really sad about it now. Oh, but you guys have to understand, he's sad. He has to go to jail now. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't feel much sympathy. Did for that him. guy think nobody else who went to jail felt sad about it? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> ah, we should let him go. <laughs> yeah, everybody else that's in jail, they wanted to be there, yeah. but this guy, he wishes he weren't there. Yeah, he um, didn't want to go to jail. So a Ponzi scheme is you you start out, you get a bunch of investors and, you know, uh, in Bernie Madoff's case, I think he he was like running, you know, supposedly running like a hedge fund, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, he was investing the money in the stock market, but he was brilliant and doing very smart things with the money. But what you do is you just keep recruiting and you get those people to keep recruiting. Now, all in a Ponzi scheme, for the most part, nobody's in on it except for the top guy. Right. Or maybe a layer below. Right. And they're getting people. Yeah, to re- I remember they were like, this lady had no idea. Like, yeah. That lady, what was she doing all day then? Oh, that like worked for yeah. or his wife or something? Yeah. Um, She was the one like. She was like an accountant for them oh, or something. It's yeah, like, well, yeah, that's well, nonsense. Then <laughs> throw her in jail too. I think they did. <laughs> okay, good. Um, she was she was happy about it though. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was like, I've been I mean to go to jail. I mean, I've heard a lot about jail. <laughs> it's yeah. about to, it's high time I uh, ch- I try it out for myself. Uh, so a Ponzi scheme is you you're you're getting you're recruiting people, you're getting other people to recruit people, and then. You're giving some of the money from the new recruits to the people at the top and and at the same time, possibly potentially telling other people like, look, you know, I Tim was the first guy I got in on this. And here's a check I'm giving him for one hundred million dollars because that's how well this works. And it's going to work just as well for you guys. And meanwhile, it's like that hundred million dollars came from you know, $500 million from the people below you. Right. I took 400 million, gave you a hundred million. And also the, the key there mm-hmm. is to not have people withdraw their money. Yeah. That, that's you when it falls apart. Convince them to reinvest. So you just make fraudulent statements there and be like, look at the return on this. You made uh, yeah. 150% you, on your money. If you take oh, it I'm out gonna, now, you're, you're going to yeah. lose that, that return. And yeah, uh, is locked in a in a frozen account. Right, you'd be very good at this. <laughs> um, so that's how a Ponzi. I mean, I think like the big difference is uh, like a Ponzi scheme is like an out and out scam where it's like I don't understand what you think the exit strategy is aside from 
telling everyone like, oh, all the investments turned south and uh, all your money's gone now. It's wild. That would running a Ponzi scheme mm-hmm. would be the mer- the most anxiety inducing thing. Oh it's, yeah, you. It's literally just a web of lies. Yeah, you're lying to eh, like so many people. How do you not go to bed every night being like, "It's tomorrow the day it all catches up with me." I <sighs> yeah. bet it's tomorrow. Uh, well, there have been some successful Ponzi exits or MLM exits, which we'll, which we'll talk about, but MLM is basically the way around because a Ponzi scheme and a, uh, uh, pyramid scheme are illegal. They are against the law in the United States, but the way the MLMs get around is they say, no, 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 we're recruiting people to sell products. Uh, so the most famous, uh, MLMs in America are Amway, Mm -hmm. uh, um, Avon and, uh, uh, Herbalife. Herbalife. Yeah. Those, those are the most well-known, uh, uh, MLMs and to their credit, they're the MLMs that like kind of got too big to fail. Like they became so big that it's like, eh, like. They've roped in so many of your college classmates or your high school classmates. Yeah. That, 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 and they've just been around for so long. Uh, I mean, I think in Avon's case, like they do have, I mean, I don't know, but I think they have like decent products. They get those pink cars too, right? Uh, I don't think they give them the pink uh, Corvettes or Cadillacs anymore. Mm. Um, oh, what was, uh, Tupperware is an MLM. Right. But again, it's like, I don't know, Tupperware, everybody has Tupperware. Like, it is nice. It's weird that, am I mistaken that for Mm -hmm. a time, the only way that you could get a Tupperware-like product was through the MLM Tupperware parties? Yeah. Where it's like, it took, it seemed like it took a really long time for other companies to be like, Hey, ah, we should make that. Just make it and sell it in a store like a normal person. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like Girl Scout cookies. Like Girl Scout cookies aren't an MLM, but the only way to get them is through a Girl Scout. Do you ever go to the store sometimes and see the knockoff Girl Scout cookies? Oh no, like, oh, I haven't. Come on, what are you doing here? <laughs> You're taking money out of these girls' hands. I don't know where that money goes to. Uh, what is Big Girl Scout doing with badges, our money? Badges, probably. Yeah. Uh, sashes. S- sashes to, to put, put the, badges the badges on. on yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're doing with the money. Uh, I don't, I don't know what Girl Scouts do except crafts, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Boy Scouts where it's like they camp, but like they don't camp that often. I think, I think it's just like a, uh, like we're going to teach you skills and how to be like a nice person. And like with like, you know, some religious undertones too, some Christian undertones. Um, but yeah, Tupperware uh, is is you know something you don't think of as an MLM anymore, and I I don't know if they still are. I don't know if they still do like Tupperware parties and all that stuff, but like uh, they do, but it means something else these days. Hold up. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Tim, can you guess how many uh, people lose money in uh, MLMs? Tom, I'm going to say it's pretty high. 50%? <laughs> oh, it's higher than that, Tim. Are you saying that it's maybe 60% of people lose money? Tim, I'm not going to uh, go back and forth with you. It's 99.9%. .9%. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, I did find a differing opinion that said only 99.25%. That's, that's, what, that's what I've heard <laughs> as well. Do you know? But uh, like the people who do make money mm -hmm. make an insignificant amount of money except yeah. for the ones at the very very top. right yeah so that might be like that point oh or that point one percent are the ones that make like a livable amount of money rather yes than yeah often well before I, I say this let me ask uh do you know how many people lose money in las vegas <laughs> Ooh, out of everybody uh, that percentage goes wise yeah what percentage lose money? I'm say Los like eighty percent, probably ninety-seven point one four percent. See now, but I hear these, Tom, <laughs> and I'm just like, but I got a hot hand. <laughs> that's what I feel. I was like, this is this is how my brain. I'm like, well, I got to see if I could. I, I think this will probably work for me, though. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is like the what causes like 90% of the problems in the world right now. People knowing things intellectually, but being like, eh, but I bet not for me. Different for old Timmy. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, at best, a, a, a very, very small um, uh, success rate. So, uh, for example, uh, Avon. Uh, has a 0.3% success rate. Um, so and, and success is defined by making not money. losing money. Yeah, not losing money. I think maybe not breaking even, but like if you make a dollar, that's considered success. Exactly. And all of these, all of these companies, mm -hmm. they're, they're selling you financial independence. Yes. Y you're yeah. your own boss. And I, I was, I was going to bring that. And um, even if you don't lose money, you're likely not going to make enough money to support any kind of lifestyle. No. So 0.3% uh, of Avon reps make money. Out of that 0.3%, 95% of those people make around $500 a year. Mm. 
<laughs> you're like, oh, five hundred. Hey, who can use an extra five hundred? But the but the thing is, I mean, and I bet even Avon, I bet if you brought this to them, they would be like, yeah, who would who would say no to an extra five? It's like those people probably worked eighty hour weeks well, to make five hundred dollars. Hard enough, Tom. Well, in my that's, opinion. that's also what they say. Uh, you brought up a good point that that's kind of the other telltale sign of. Uh, of the, of an MLM is that they're they they use a lot of uh, terms like financial independence, own your own business, uh, change your lifestyle, you know, quit quit that that nine to five grind and work, you know, like a few minutes a day and make ten times as much money. I watched that show with Kiki in it, Tom. What show with Kiki are you talking about? How to be a god in oh uh Kiki, of course, friend of the show, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Um uh sweet girl. Brother of Dunstan checks in. Yeah. The, the monkey cousin. Cousin. <laughs> um, uh Kiki. I haven't seen that show. Oh, it was good. Uh but I watched uh Lula Rich, which I think is on Hulu. Maybe Netflix, Amazon Prime. This happened literally every night we watched it too. Where it was like, what, what is this show on? Amazon Prime is the one that I don't have. Yeah, is no. it's the one you can by far live without. Yeah, and, and a perfect example is that that even when they have a good show, it. it, it you can't find it or like it wasn't, you know, even when I'd launch the app, I'd be like, no, nah, it's not here. Cause you know, anything else it's like, Oh, you're watching this. Here's the next one. Please don't go to a different app. <laughs> Press just one button and you can just keep consuming our content. Uh, but Hold on. It, on becoming a God in central Florida. Yes. Okay. Sorry. But that's not what you're talking about. No. Um, are you aware of Lula Rowe? Only because I've heard the scuttlebutt about this documentary. Yeah. So it's another, it's, you know, a very similar, very basic MLM uh, that originally was around leggings, but now is around like all types of women's clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so like uh, dresses. Dresses, blouses, blouses, high heels. Uh, I don't think they do shoes and, and undergarments. Elaborate hats with like birds on them. No, and actually, like, in the beginning, it was, you know, it seemed like it was just very, uh, I don't know, loose, not loose, but, like, we do one thing, leggings, and they have, like, you know, uh, a lot of- the leggings weren't loose. A lot, no, they were very tight, apparently, Uh, but, like, a lot of different styles- and like the styles are like limited, like we do one run per style and then that's it. Um, but there, it was interesting because their, their external marketing was very different from their, like once you're in it marketing and the external marketing was very much like, Hey, start a business, sell LuLaRoe. Uh, you can, you know, sell it out of your house. It's easy to sell. It's good stuff. It's nice. And you can make a few hundred extra bucks a month. And, you know, they, they recruited a lot of, uh, uh, moms that were stay at home moms, not even necessarily stay at home moms, but just moms there, you know, are like, uh, you know, 
pinching every penny, stretching every dollar mm-hmm. to like make everything work. And then the baby food is so expensive, Tom. Well, not only baby food, Tim college is expensive nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and they would then, and, uh, like, uh, what are they called? Overalls? <laughs> yep. Overalls. I've heard that prices of overalls have gone up dramatically. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's a, there's a chip shortage and an overall shortage. Yeah. The kids also, they grow. It's you such just a rate. loosen up the overalls. You can't Tim. do that anymore. They only make the straps in one size. Oh, not, that's how yeah. they get you. Gosh, gosh, but gosh, can't. Uh, yeah, because they were like, we're not going to sell you a pair of overalls when you're three and have you wearing them for the rest of your life. No. Never buy another pair of gosh, gosh, gosh. Take off the little uh, uh, button things. things. No, what are those called? Ah, straps. Hinges. <laughs> what, what, what makes it? What's the thing that you can make the strap like, longer? Oh, I don't know, like a clasp. A yeah. a metal part, something like yeah. that. Well, they got rid of those, Tom, and that's why the moms <laughs> wow, so are so just, stretched. <laughs> they're they're sized to fit, and that's it. Yeah, uh, you have to get them tailored if you if you grow bigger. Um, so they they promoted themselves externally to to these types of moms, and they and you know with the premise of how would you like to make a few extra hundred dollars a month. But once they got people in with that, all the marketing was like, you can become a millionaire. Mm. You can become financially independent. One of their big things was you can retire your husband. Your husband, Mm. you know, he works his job or whatever. He's the breadwinner. Guess what? You can make so much money that you can force him to retire. I would like somebody to retire me <laughs> i would like somebody to force me to retire um Wait, do they say retire your husband because that yeah. sounds like some sort of uh, murder plot yeah like a euphemism for murder yeah like put we'll him to sleep your for good for you um wink no but but and it was more like your business is gonna grow so fast and and so successful that and your husband is going to feel like such a piece of crap. Well, <laughs> he's not going to want to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> You're going to teach him once and for all. No, but kind of because it was kind of like you'll get to the point where it will make more sense for your husband to quit his job and work for you than to keep working, uh, you know, at whatever oh, so it's a he power does. thing. A little bit of a power thing. And like yeah. the way that you work for me, I don't, Tim rather slit my throat than work for you oh, i'll never work you, for buddy. you <laughs> here's the knife um so that so they they would start with just very and maybe this is why tupperware like i don't know didn't fall through the, and to a lesser extent avon although apparently avon's doing like very badly right now um that how's amway doing i worry about that devos family <laughs> I want to make sure they have Amway's enough. still trucking Phew. along. Oh, okay. thank God. Right. And that I really don't understand either because that's the thing with all these pyramid schemes and, and Ponzi schemes and MLMs that like you very quickly get to, well, you would have to recruit more people than exist on earth for, for this to work. Um, but, but Lula Rose thing was, very quickly became you can be very very rich by doing this 
Uh, so people overextended themselves, um, and, and, and people, you know, went all in on this and then LuLaRoe apparently like started cutting corners on like the quality of their stuff. Uh, and cause they were growing so fast, they were keeping their inventory, which remembers close, uh, outside the warehouse because they didn't have room where it would get rained on mm. and then just ship it out to people like that. So it would be like mildewy when it would show up. Um, it seemed like it was pretty bad. I feel like the culture right now is primed for MLMs to thrive. Oh, I couldn't believe when I was like looking up, um, you know, like, oh, what are some current day MLMs? Like a mind boggling amount of MLMs because exist right that now. Bullshit like hustle culture. Yes. Of like, hey, you will be a millionaire. All you have to do is live in poverty and work a hundred hours a week, but yes. you're working for yourself. And, and and we're not telling you when to go to an office or a warehouse. And if you don't have the money, put yourself in debt. Yeah. Take out credit cards to to buy inventory. It's called it's in, hustling. Well, and it's called investing in yourself yeah. and you're going to make that money back tenfold and you're going to be, you know, I mean, and, and that, permeates all all culture in america like why do me and you both know that kevin smith put clerks on credit cards yeah and how because well, ma- we're both smith heads <laughs> and how many we're, we're well versed in the view no, because so. people people like to hear that story yeah whereas well for every-, every kevin smith there's probably literally like ten thousand filmmakers that we're also like, I'll just put everything on a credit card. It's the same way that every like 70-year-old billionaire is like, yeah. you know, I was poor. And it's like, yeah, you were poor for like eight months when you were 21. <laughs> yeah. And you weren't poor. You you, you could have gotten money from that. You were, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, you didn't have a lot of money. And, uh, and yeah yeah well and i had no point and in kevin and kevin smith's defense like he's not putting that story out there telling other people you should do this uh you know but especially now if if you spent like what forty thousand dollars and got something that looks like clerks in 2021 (laughs) you you're not a good filmmaker yeah it would be like what why don't you just shoot this on your phone you idiot (laughs) uh it would look much much better um I didn't realize this about Avon. And I think there's another reason why Avon's like, it's weird. I don't know what Amway's deal is, but Avon is like, they seem like they're very good at like not flying too close to the sun to like attract too much attention. Hmm. So Avon's big thing is like to get started, it's only $25. See, and to me, this seems reasonable. <laughs> All right, tell me more. Uh, and for $25, you get like one pair of, uh, one one thing of lipstick, I guess, just okay. for like you to try. All right. Hey. And then like, you know, uh, some brochures and some marketing material. I tried lipstick one time. And, and a way, and like you're in though, you can sell, you can start. Right. You can start taking orders, you can start uh, selling products. So I think that's how they well, get so many people when in. When you can start selling products, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the tell. You can't just sell 
something and be like, okay, I sold it at this prescribed markup, right? Yeah, Where it's yeah. like, I sold something for $18. Now I'm going to buy it from you after I've sold it for $12, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to stock this stuff. They're going to be Yeah, like, you have to buy it ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, because in a they're lot of only going to sell it to you in bulk because they're just right. like, well, there needs to be upside on my end, too. Yeah. They don't want to be shipping things individually. Right. Um, and also convenient for them tricking you into getting a bunch of inventory that you can't sell. Yeah, so that's what Lula Rose thing was that uh or is it's still around, but they but they've changed it. It's interesting watching this documentary because it's like they hit a saturation point and like they've been very flexible in their business to make sure that they like don't go completely under Mm -hmm. Uh, but at its like height, it costs $3,000 to get in. And there was like, you know, uh, I don't know, like a 10 week waiting list. Um, and in this documentary, they talk to people that like, you know, work the phones or whatever. Once somebody like finally got through the waiting list to recruit them and they were like, you know, these people to them, it was the most important phone call they'd ever received in their life. And it was being waiting 10 weeks to give us $3,000. That's the, that's the genius of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The scarcity of like, yeah. Just making people feel like they're lucky to be a part of the thing that's scamming them out of all of their money. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's also another big part. And I, I was looking at this Avon recruitment where this was literally some of the ad copy. There's a line of the ad copy. And this was like, you know, like a slide or whatever. It wasn't just like, oh, this is buried in the ad copy. Join our community and never feel alone again. Hmm. People like to belong. Tom. I know, but it's like preying on. It's part religion, right? They're using tricks of of like religious, yeah, and cult recruitment. Oh yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like the most successful uh, MLMs heavily borrow cult tactics, and and one of them, like you were talking about, hustle culture, is that if some if if it's not working for somebody. Well, that's your fault. You're not working hard enough. Right. Other, look at this guy. Yeah, he, look at this guy. Yeah. He makes seven figures a year selling this. Yeah. And this is what he does. What are you doing? Oh, you're not even doing half of what what he or she does. You need to be working harder. Hmm. Tom, I and think- that's what cults do if it's like, I haven't seen any of the benefits. Well, you're not taking enough classes. Right. I think <laughs> this is another thing I've thought, Tom, for real. Hmm? I bet. I could, I think there are positive things to take. I think I would be able to take the positive things from Scientology and not get roped into like buying more stuff. But, and the, like, but the positive things are just shit they lifted wholesale from like existing self-help books and religions. Yeah, but I think it would give it a structure that would <laughs> that, that would that would help me integrated into my life i'll lend better. you dianetics tim if you want to start uh working no, not, your way I don't, through it i don't need to be recruited like I, right. i'll go I'm sign not, up hey, i'm not trying to recruit you just mm. offering to lend a friend a book so amway yeah what, what about do they amway sell? they tim what don't they sell i don't know what they sell i think they sell a little bit of everything 
I don't know if you can like. <laughs> I'm looking at an iPad right now that is not connected to the internet, <laughs> so I have one web page uh, open on it. Well, so a lot of times these places sell. I'm going to go to Amway.com while I'm talking here. They sell well. So I mean, again, this is a tell. Like the the headline of the Amway website is "Start Your Own Business," not like. Hey, welcome to our website. Yeah. Here's our products. Um, one thing, Tom, I Googled Amway scam. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came up was an FAQ on Amway.com. And the question was, is Amway a scam? And the answer was no. <laughs> Amway's not a scam. No. <laughs> With an exclamation point. Um Amway, it looks like, sells nutrition, beauty, personal care, and home products. They do it all. Home products. That's like- Television. <laughs> cleaners and stuff. Now, I remember as a kid, though, like going to places with uh, with like my mom, and it's like, oh, there's a home store. I'd be like, oh, then they've got video games and, and uh, you know, like uh, DVDs and books, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. No, they didn't have any of that shit. It's all like pulpery. So it's safe to say that if you see Amway products in use in somebody's home, mm-hmm. they've, that, been, that, they've been roped in. Because it's not like, there's never an instance where it's like, no, I just bought these products off my friend. They seem pretty cool. Well, I think sometimes there might be an instance of like, uh, like, eh, like, sure, I got roped in. I'll buy some of this yeah. stuff from you. Um that that's the other thing like all these um uh MLMs it's like almost not always but almost always things like that things where it's like uh, shit you could buy at any store <laughs> is what they sell it's not anything that unique lularoe it, it seemed like maybe in the beginning their products were different in some way people liked um, but that, that went away. Uh, I mean, Amway, like we said, Avon sells makeup and it's like, well, there's a million companies that sell makeup and it's all stuff that's like, um, uh, you're going to have to like purchase again. Yeah. But I also feel like in the past, mm-hmm. they, they at least tried to find products that people would use. Like, I, I know that Avon. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was going to say, I know that Avon at least used to make quality uh, yeah, products. Products. I don't know that. I don't know anything about well, makeup, but I, I think know. they did. And like yeah. Tupperware, we used Tupperware in my yeah. house. It was mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah. We kept our, our leftover food in it. Tom. Yes, that's what, that's mostly what they marketed yeah. for. Um, except on that episode of Erie, Indiana, where people, where the family oh, slept they in, were the in the Tupperware. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. But like I think the innovation uh-huh. for these things are just like, nah, we don't even we'll just make the products real shitty and we'll leave them out in the rain. And guess what? People will still sign up for this. Or yeah. herbal life, which is just what, like uh It's just like supplements vitamins. and vitamins. Yeah. Like shit you could buy from uh uh Literally uh, any any yeah CBS any pharmacy or yeah or, or, yeah, or uh, what's what's the place I'm thinking of uh, the the vitamin store GNC yeah GNC I think you could yeah and they're like and I think, cheap vitamins yeah I was too, gonna right? say like I think maybe Avon's thing in the beginning might have been that they 
they might have been cheaper too. It might have been like, oh, you can avoid the retail markup mm-hmm. by buying it, you know, through uh through Avon. But uh yeah, now now all the products are garbage it seems like from from pretty much all these companies yeah uh which is crazy because it's like you guys are selling garbage products as tremendous markup and that's still not the way you get most of your money um because nobody actually buy like these people just wind up with boxes and boxes of inventory well i mean that's the problem with mlm and then they have to recruit more people That they that to be downline from them so they can at least get the money to cover like it eventually turns into panic. Mm-hmm. Find people that you can rope it. You realize it's a scam yeah. and then you panic and try to rope people in. I saw I used to see it on Facebook where it'd be like, Yeah, I'm really working for my like if this was really working out for you, <laughs> you wouldn't be trying to sell to somebody you went to high school with. And and you wouldn't like be trying to be like Hey, anyone who like I met 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh you should join this organization <laughs> with me. Please. Come. Yeah. It's great. It'll change your life. Yeah, I mean, that's always the crazy. I mean, that so many... <laughs> I have a job that I like and I'm not like, "Tom, please, <laughs> please come work at my office. Can you please come work at my office every day?" Yeah, I mean, that's that's always the wildest thing. Uh the 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 biggest red flag for anything should be if somebody's trying really hard to recruit you or it's like well if you recruit me then i'm going to be selling the same shit a block away from you won't that eat into your profit don't you want nobody to know (laughs) like anyone that actually stumbles on anybody smart who actually like stumbles on a good business and like makes a bunch of money very quickly, keeps that shit to themselves. You do not telegraph that. You don't tell people. You just keep, oh yeah, things are going well. Things, yeah, things are going pretty good right now. But you don't, if, if you know. Would you like to come directly compete with me? Yeah. Tim, if you started like uh, making boats or something, you're like, Tom, I had no idea boats cost so much money and I was so good at making them and they're so easy to make. I made $5 million this year. You should start making boats too. You'd be like, no, I'm not telling anybody how much money I can make. Uh, you wouldn't, you boats. wouldn't be any good at making boats. <laughs> you wouldn't be any. That's why I pose it as such a farcical idea that you would be any good at making boats. I could make. You can make anything seaworthy, not even lake worthy. I've taken this as a challenge, Tom. <laughs> Well, Tim, if you're taking it as a challenge, I think really you should. That's it. Boat off. <laughs> you should, you should uh, uh, join this company I, I've, I've been uh, working for that makes boats. Um, I didn't realize that one of the ways Avon makes a lot of money is that they charge their reps for brochures. That then the reps use to like, you know, oh, here's the new Avon marketing brochure or catalog. And at least I'm not sure how recent this info is. I think it's maybe like a few years old. Um, The brochures change every three weeks. (laughs) Hmm. So you you can't hold on to old brochures. You've always got to be buying new brochures. Wow. That's pretty brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the the people running these things aren't dumb. Uh, 
they 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 and you know the the people falling for them aren't necessarily dumb either like because they they figure out all these little ways to to convince you you know they they often get desperate people uh who who want to make a lot of money very who doesn't want to make a lot of money very quickly i don't even think people need to be desperate it's it's like you're saying they they brought them in just being like hey make a few few extra bucks uh, yeah it's it's a side hustle right and it's like okay cool and then like that creep where suddenly you're in too deep Mm -hmm. and you're just like oh shit they too deep creep exactly and then it's like oh these guys scammed me. All right, I gotta get out of this. Well, and then like that actually like kind of turns you desperate because you've been scammed. Yeah, and now you're sitting on ending. inventory. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and you you've already sunk your money. So that's another big part of it is uh, conferences and seminars. Uh, and actually watching this Lula Road, they were showing like some of the conferences and the one they had like uh, Kelly Clarkson perform you are a big fan of Ke- kelly clark i'm not no i mean you I, were when she when, when she first came out i liked her yeah yeah you were you I were mean, since you've been gone that's a banger that's an all-time yeah, banger that's kind of that's entered the like all right do we ever need to hear this song again though yeah yeah it's true um but it was funny to me because like they were talking to somebody in this documentary and they were so mad at Kelly Clarkson. They were like, I used to be a very big Kelly Clarkson fan. I will never listen to her music again because she was a part of this. And I'm watching this thing and like, uh, you know what Kelly Clarkson did? She got paid up front <laughs> <laughs> to perform at this thing. Yeah, but she's lending her like that 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 lends uh, authenticity to oh absolutely you know, like, but but oh if Kelly Clarkson a mainstream pop songstress uh, I don't know I think you have to be dumb I, to like think oh surely she's vetted this company I mean I I like to I, think, I think my art my my favorite musical artists mm-hmm. would have the integrity not to perform at recruitment events. For I, f- scam companies. Uh, yeah, but Kelly Clarkson's not one of your favorite artists. She's one of yours, though, Tom. She's not one of my favorites. I mean, if it was 2005, what would we be talking about all the time? Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. I think Kelly Clarkson probably did as much research, which was like, oh, they get the million-dollar check cleared. Yeah, but like, do you think th- and the also- same thing of the pop stars who like... Uh, you know, uh, freaking uh, perform for the the murderous uh Saudi princes. Yeah, good for them. Whatever, bleed them dry. They're not gonna (laughs) bleed them dry for like a million dollars for one night. Well, was it? Uh, who did Elton John perform at their wedding? Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh's wedding. Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I kind of give uh music Yeah, I get the like hey, take their money. Like you Well, not even that. I get in Kelly Clarkson's case. I mean, Rush Limbaugh with Elton John, fuck you Elton John. You got enough money. You don't need to do that shit. This is and, but uh Kelly Clarkson, I'm sure it was presented to her as not one. I'm sure they weren't like so we're running a multi-level marketing scheme and here's, uh, you know, this is going to recruit people. I'm sure it was just like, oh, there's like a women's business 
symposium. Right, but you have to, you can't just be hoodwinked by but every- But she wasn't like, this is great. She just performed for it. I know, but you're, I think you're lending fun. your brand to this. I don't think anybody was at this concert uh, during this conference that wasn't already 100% bought in. I bring... Uh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I accuse Kelly Clarkson of being complicit. Wow. Uh, you were afraid. You don't want to bring the wrath of Kelly Clarkson down on you. You Have you seen her uh, talk show? You probably watch every episode. You're a super fan. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't seen her. I've maybe seen like a clip. Oh, I, mean, oh, I, I can't remember, but I might have seen. No, a clip. I think I've seen a clip, but I mean, it's like a very basic daytime. Like she's not breaking the mold, right? She is breaking the mold, Tom. How you know so? what she does? She, she recruits people to sell. Opens uh, the show with a cover song every day. Oh, it just starts and uh, a band starts rocking out. And then she comes and sings. you know, it's not the whole thing. I think she right. played a. Times like these at one point. Oh, okay. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson. Hey, that covering the Foo in, Fighters. Uh, news Fighters. Ah, news fight. We gotta go back. <laughs> we gotta go back to the top of the show. <laughs> we gotta start the whole show over. Yeah. Um. That's cool. I mean, that's better than like a monologue. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather Kelly Clarkson sing me a song than be like, "Yeah, did you see this on the news?" <laughs> I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see it at least once. Uh, but the the conferences and the seminars very 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 cult like mm-hmm. for a lot of these things, and also like you know if Kelly Clarkson played a Scientology benefit, yeah, would you be like, hey Kelly, come on, what yeah, are you doing I guess here? I would, yeah. So I think this man shouldn't deprive himself of Kelly Clarkson's music if that's what uh, he enjoys. Separate the art from the artist, yeah. And in this case, the artist was like, eh, just trying to get a buck for herself. She's got enough bucks. You can always have more bucks. a syndicated talk show, Tom. She can always have more. She didn't have it at this time, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But but there's like a very big cult element to like, and these are the same conferences where they bring up the people that you know, are, are, are their top sellers. And they're like, look at this person. And simul- they should just hire actors to do that. So nobody has to make any no, money. No, be, because the thing is like the people at the top are making a hundred thousand dollars a year, but the people above them are making like 50 million a yeah. year. So they're like, no, I'll pay a hundred thousand. That's fine. And the thing is like, I'm going to pay this person a hundred thousand. They're going to work 90 hour weeks they're going to be really good at this. They're going to be way better at recruiting than I mm. could have ever dreamed. Like they're, they're the people I want to keep, which is why I think also, you know, they bring them up on stage and, you know, have a, you know, 10,000 people applaud for them. And they're like, Oh wow. All right. Essential oils are also frequently an MLM thing. Great. Yeah. I want to get into essential oils, Tom. I think they can cure everything. Well, they are essential. Hey, if these oils are so essential, how come I've never heard of them before? You've heard of them, Tom. Name one essential oil. Olive. (laughs) (laughs) If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. Take the words out of my mouth with olive, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Only oil you can... Baby and olive. Uh, Hey, patreon.com slash complete guide. Baby oil, you creep. I don't have it, but... You know how they make that, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate, yeah. but... <laughs> um, 
uh, patreon.com slash complete guide books the podcast this week we're starting off Crichton month Michael Crichton month that is with the Andromeda strain yeah I, I could have swore it would be Jurassic Park but everybody surprised me and it's because you were so you spoke so confidently last week uh, I can put yeah. up the poll you know what I, I could just start reading Jurassic Park as soon as I put the poll you up. know what that's called Tim reverse psychology you know who I you learned that from you were negging everybody you, you, the, the question mark guy with the, the, the peacocking <laughs> No, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> uh, we got a live show coming up. Yeah, hey, we you got a might live have one. heard a promo before the episode started today. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Tickets what? on sale in New York City. Caveat. It's in a week, pretty much. Wow. A little more than a week. It's October 5th, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, tcgt.com slash live you can get uh tickets for that or live stream tickets if yeah. you aren't able Come to be in, in New York City if you can yeah or watch it on your computer your yeah. computer and if you're a, a patron on Patreon uh go go back through the uh, the uh go back a month or so in the post and there are some uh discount we should codes repost for that, you we'll repost discount, it yeah. yeah there there are some discount codes for you you can get a few bucks off take it right out of our mouths. That's fine. Uh, follow, we don't eat money. Follow. Uh, speak for yourself. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Tim. Uh, uh, <laughs> you did it. You did the thing. Tim? Well, I saw uh, a few different things here and I didn't know which one to cover first. First off, there's an MLM. I don't think it's around anymore because I was like, oh, I'll sign up for this one. Uh, jerky Direct. It was a beef, <laughs> beef jerky thing. Um, there are a few. And I this was hoping it'd be a Jerky Boys thing. <laughs> Get a new Jerky Boys cassette every month. Uh, there are a few. Well, we talk, I mentioned essential oils, but... Um, there are a few, and I'm like, man, this is this is where it's at as far as MLMs go, where it's cryptocurrency MLMs. Oh, God. So get you're getting scammed twice because yeah. it's like, we're going to sell you a worthless cryptocurrency, but you're going to pay us in real money, and then we're going to get you to do the hard work of recruiting other people to buy this worthless cryptocurrency. I don't have enough time to go into it, but there's a... There was a uh, an MLM scam called OneCoin, uh, where the founder disappeared uh, with, I believe, a like over a billion dollars. Wow! And they don't know where she is. Nobody knows where she is. So sometimes people do successfully exit. Uh, these schemes and ironically, she probably put all that money into cryptocurrency so nobody can track it and find her. Right. A true hero, Tom. A, a true hero of the uh, scam world. I think if if Tupperware, well, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna join Tupperware. Um, I think I could do well with Herbalife. What about Legal Shield, where you sell prepaid legal services? Um, did you get pulled to uh to a seminar for that? No, we had a friend in high school, college ish, yeah. somewhere around there, yeah. who who yeah, who was roping people in to go to these seminars, and the, and he would always pitch it as like. 
is prepaid legal services. You pay like a monthly fee and you always have access to a lawyer in case you get pulled over for a DUI. He's <laughs> like, yeah, we don't drive drunk. Though. Yeah. And it's like, do you, is that all you think lawyers do? <laughs> Is that the only? I mean, that was definitely encounters. how it was sold to this guy, and he was like, "This sounds great." Yeah, I <laughs> my mean, number one concern. And like, if it weren't an MLM, something like legal insurance. I mean, I guess that exists, but it's expensive. Um, the lawyer on retainer. Yeah, or a retainer. But like, it makes sense for like the average person that has like a low legal risk. If it's like, hey, you pay twenty dollars a month, and like. You have somebody that you can like send documents to before you sign them. Right. And then if you do ever like get in trouble or you need to sue somebody, you've got uh, a person there. But, well, we don't need to be brainstorming legal <laughs> companies yet. Well I, well, I think we should, Tim. I, cause I mean, the only way you make money on one of these things is uh, being in early and being on top. So, we should do an MLM. I know. Maybe we'll we'll come up with one. Maybe. Hey, maybe you've already heard an advertisement for one at the beginning of the show. See you next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>